Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another conversation around the Rally Roundtable. Today I'm joined by two great friends, Finn Sheridan, who's leading our spiritual formation ministry, and, and we're, we've got royalty in the build. We've got Jason Wilson, uh, who, who I'm genuinely so excited for this conversation that we're joined by two friends. Um, and today we're talking about pursuing the ways of Jesus. Uh, it's a conversation we've been having about being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and ultimately acting like Jesus. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of silence and solitude and how does that apply to our life. Um, but before we dive into the conversation, Jason, I just wanted to say, and, and you leaning in and hearing this conversation need to feel uh, the reality that, that Jason's been on staff at New Spring for 17 years. Uh, you may not know him personally, but you felt the effect of his life, his faithfulness, and he, he's a mentor, a friend, and, and a key person in my life. And it's a big deal to me that, and the rally team that Jason would make time to be in this conversation. So Jason, I'd love for you to just unpack a little bit of what does life look like for you uh, and let people know who Jason Wilson is. Uh, I appreciate it. It's, it's my honor. It really is an honor to be a part of this discussion. Uh, Joshua, we were talking about um, just this conversation and uh, praying into what God was going to do through it. Really, my heart just continued to be stirred for young adults uh, because our church started as a young adult ministry. Mm. I mean, Rally uh, is, I'm loving seeing what God's doing at Rally now, and I got to be around and be a part uh, when the young adults ministry, which became New Spring Church, started uh, at Anderson University mm. over the Merritt Building, that front right building uh, room in the building. So it's just been a joy. It's been a, a really, really cool time. But, um, you know, over 21, 22 years now since that time, uh, my, my life has progressed a bit. I'm married. Uh, my, met my wife, Ed Anderson, and when the church was small. I've got three sons. i got an 11-year-old. I've got a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And, um, yeah, so life is, is, uh, is fun. It's busy. I've been on staff at the church now for 17 years. Wow, amazing. Uh, I was around apart for several years before that. Uh, so God's been faithful. He's been good through all of it and learned a few things along the way too. So. It's amazing. <laughs> so we're here talking about the ways of Jesus, talking about practicing His ways, Silence and solitude, not necessarily something we talk a lot about, particularly maybe in evangelical circles or stuff like that. Maybe we think of uh, yoga or Buddhism or any of that sort of stuff, but yeah, yeah. it's a key part of the tr Christian tradition. Yeah. So I just want to throw to, to perhaps you, Jason, what does that mean? What is, what do you, what's your definition? What do you think of when someone says silence and solitude? What, what comes to mind? Yeah, it's, that's been a learning thing for me. Mm. You know, I remember that season I just described a bit ago when the church was starting, when everything was going, and I felt like I was, you know, packing my schedule full of things. Work, uh, you know, trying to be faithful in church and all the things that, that I thought the Christian life entailed. Uh, but leaving out some things along the way that were super important, mm. like silence and solitude. <laughs> so I've learned a little bit around those things, especially as life progresses, get married, get kids, all the things. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say silence um, has become really the thing that helps uh, just the discipline of it, of tuning out the noise. Yeah. Mm. You know, setting the noise aside uh, and having time so that that can be the case, whatever the time may be. And I think it points silence the discipline of silence points to um, something that can really work its way out all the time. Same thing with solitude or Sabbath. All of those point to a better way of life in general. Mm. Uh, so it's not just uh, uh, the moment of operating in it, but what comes from it that's important. Wow. Um, solitude the same way. I think 
solitude. Uh, Dallas Willard defines solitude as inner fulfillment. Mm. And so solitude wow. can exist in wherever and whatever, not just the moment of getting away for it, but there's a goal in mind. That's great. And that's the reason that um, Jesus practiced it so much. Because mm. yeah. even when, when in my life, in, in the time that I've lived, it's, it's been an ongoing journey of an wrestle of something that's not come naturally and easy. But when I think about it and boil it down, so I would simplicity it say it's withdrawing to a quiet place to spend time with myself and with God and, and, and intentional time that, that isn't necessarily easy by the world standards to do and isn't a high priority, but, but it has to be, in my opinion, of pursuing the ways of Jesus at the top of spending time in a quiet place with God. Sounds a little bit like what Jason's saying is actually not just withdrawing to the quiet place, but you take the quiet place back with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, a good way, good way to put it. But it stays yeah. with you, that you go away, you put yourself at distance from people or from noise or from business so that you can carry that into your, to your life. And it, Honestly, like you embody that, you have a sense of tranquility and peace about you. Mm. You do too, but like most of most <laughs> much more. Just. Mostly him. I've got my moments. I've got my moments. <laughs> yeah. So, but but how how Jason? Even for you, like we joke, but as as a seasoned man who, yeah. who's walked some journeys and gone through things, could you just even tell sometimes of, of when maybe you've got it wrong or mm -hmm. some hard lessons along the way of of learning that this has to be a priority in your life? Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll also throw in there just the the rhythm and the habit of Sabbath is a part of this, because Sabbath is a good opportunity during the week. Uh, there's also a living from the Sabbath, mm -hmm. people of rest that we want to pursue and also be. Uh, but there was a season about five years ago, Kelly and I started planning uh, to build a house. And it was a great season, fun, lots of blessing in it for us uh, that we got to receive. And uh, we're building a house, and so I, I remember referring back to a message that I heard years ago on, on rest and on Sabbath. That, uh, that said, and I remember hearing this from a pastor, who said, you know, if you work with your mind, you can rest with your hands. If you work with your hands, rest with your mind. Great principle, you know, great thing to, uh, for, but I began using that a bit as justification to work with my hands and then my, my you know, all of my effort was pouring into a production. Mm. If it was, you know, building something uh, or here at the church, working more with my mind than with my hands. Um, and so getting out of rhythm a bit from that left that, that inner fulfillment, something to be desired, uh, you know, yet to be desired. I didn't, wasn't, didn't have it. Right. would come in and just, it just wasn't there. Mm. So I've, I've been through those kind of things. What is, uh, let's talk about solitude and kind of pulling away. What does that look like for you kind of maybe daily, weekly, mm. monthly, annually? Like, if you want something to be a habit, you have to schedule it right. Yep. You have to intentionally build it Make into it your priority. You have to prioritize it. So yep. talked about those things. Maybe there's more of one than the other, but how does it manifest in your life? Yep. Well, it starts with daily in the morning, you know, making sure that I'm up before my boys get up. Which is what time? To have that time. Well, this morning I did hit the snooze, but it was 5.09. 5.09. Five oh nine. Why is it a nine-minute snooze? That's what I've always wanted. It's interesting. Do you still feel like you're winning if it's not 10 minutes in? Yeah, well, you know. This morning, 5.09, <laughs> hit the snooze uh, and spend some time in the Word, uh, some time in prayer this morning, and just having that, that moment of, um, you know, practicing the, the, dis the discipline of, of prayer and silence before anybody else in the house wakes up. Because, uh, you know, my boys, my 13-year-old my now is starting to get up a little bit later. I'm having to go up there, but the other ones will stir, you know, 6.30 or so. It, it, I've even found, like, with Eli being a five-month-old, literally from day one when he was born, I was like, wow, this is not a, a negotiable thing at all. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to be up, he's going to be crying. And so it's like, if I, if I want to prioritize this, getting up early has to be a part of, of my life. And 
it, it, was, it was much more easier before Eli to kind of, that time could, could flex, and it's not out of quote-unquote religious obligation to get up super early, but it's like, no, I, I want to meet with God. And so, so it's, I know at seven, any time from seven o'clock onwards is time with the family, and so mm-hmm. it's like that, that time with God is important. And so mm-hmm. um, it, we have to prioritize that, that in our life. And so, Finn, what, what does that even that look like for you of, of making time with God? Yeah, I think I just aspire to be more of an early bird than I am actually an early bird. <laughs> like my, particularly when it, the season changes, it's just turned kind of full time here yeah. in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And in the UK, it's definitely just gray and dark all the time. It doesn't get light until nine o'clock in the morning, gets dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. So that's not fun either. Yeah. So. It's honestly not a natural thing to me. It's actively I have to choose it. And I actively have to choose it the night before when I set my alarm. I actively have to choose it at what time I go to bed. And then I actively have to choose it at 7.09 when I get up because I don't have kids. So it's just a little bit easier for me in this stage of life. But I know that it's only going to get harder as I hit one child, many children. Like, if I don't win now, I'm not going to win later. And maybe that's something for, like, young adults. This might be the easiest season for you to start building it into your life now mm-hmm. because it's only going to get, your life's only getting more stacked. Your responsibilities only get greater. Uh, they're different when you're a young adult. So. Do you think there's been, over even in, in both of your lives, uh, maybe at first it was like, hey, I'm just reading my Bible. I wake up and I just get my Bible open and I read it. And sure, obviously that's important and want to spend time in the Word. But I'd love to hear from both of you, even how has that your time with, quiet time with God evolved over the years? Mm. If maybe a mentor told you you need to do this and so you're just like, okay, I'm going to read. But it's evolved to this rich, beautiful time where you're excited to meet with God. Yeah, it, it's changed for me in seasons to. Uh, I had a season, the one I was describing about building a house, uh, where things were super busy all the time, and uh, we were living in um, a rental place. It was temporary, and we were just packed with stuff going on. So my, my time, uh, really, I, I had to get out and walk. And so I would get up early in the morning still at the time but, uh, and just take walks and pray. Mm. And I would come back and I would read. I would get the Word uh, a bit, but it wasn't the focus and priority for the time. So I think that there are seasons, too. And all of the things matter and are important, but just recognizing what season are you in? Where's God pulling you into at that point? I think silence is something you have to work towards. Um, it, I don't think it, it's a natural default for us, particularly because of the power that comes when we build a life that's compl- contemplative and has kind of stillness with God at its core. And so for me, it's been setting myself up to win from day one, which looks like, okay, I might need a little bit of instrumental music. I'm going to move from worship music to with kind of lyrics that maybe can distract, they're helpful, but they can distract sometimes, to I'm going to just do instrumental music. That's going to get me used to this thing. Maybe I've started lighting a candle because I like the smell, but it also there's something centering around just being still and waiting and just trying it more and more as I get more and more used to it, just a little baby steps to the point where actually I feel much more comfortable in silence than I used to. How, how have you, because I think that's the real thing, is, is, is the culture and people and the world in which we live in doesn't feel okay with silence and mm. doesn't feel okay with, with being alone with our thoughts. Like, could you guys unpack more to, to that, that in itself of, of just pausing? Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to quote a French philosopher now and sound very like bougie. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Pascal said that all of humanity's problems stem from the fact that people cannot sit in a room by themselves. Mm. That, that, that all of the things that make the world broken and the restless and the, the greed and corruption and the, the panic and the, all that sort of stuff, 2020 highlighting all of those things, actually comes from the fact that we're not whole people because whole people are okay just being themselves. Yeah. 
And so I think, I've forgotten your question because I was so excited. Being okay quite... with pausing. <laughs> I like Pascal. I was mostly just into the French philosopher thing. I'll use that one. But I think there's, there's an element to that, that where you have to just reckon with, you can't, God can't ever move you from where you are until you recognize where you are. Mm. Like you can't, there's no point pretending, there's no point saying that you're able to do something you're not able to do, even mm. with any of these spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about. You have to begin where you are. Mm -hmm. Being yep. honest with yourself and with others around that gives you the opportunity to grow, gives yep. you the opportunity to change. Um, I want to go back to, for a second, I'll come back to that and answer another uh, part of the question. And we, I started, we started by talking about just the daily rhythm of the morning time, mm -hmm. but I also have a, you know, a quarterly, try to think in terms of quarterly. Sometimes it's six yeah. months, sometimes it's three or four. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm, this is a great day today because I'm leaving to go on a little trip. I'm going to go on a hunting trip. I'm going deer hunting with a couple friends this week. Right. So I'm leaving today, but I'll have uh, three days of time where I'll be sitting in the woods, mm. and it will be silent. It'll if I let it be. Even that time can be spent, you right, know, bringing the phone yeah. in, texting, all those things. So I'll, I'll have some intentional time uh, to leave that at the cabin and just be, have some space mm -hmm. and uh, and enjoy the solitude. But one thing that happens um, that I, I was thinking a, a bit about, you know, hunting and being outside in the woods um, is as soon as I, I get out there in the in the in the woods to hunt. You sit there for a minute, and you walk through the woods, and you know your feet are making noise and hitting. And as soon as you you climb up in the deer stand, you just sit there for a bit. Um, it takes some time, but eventually things start to emerge in the woods. So all the animals leave, but then they start to come back. Mm. If it's not deer, you know sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. It's squirrels, it's something, but the woods start to come to life. Mm. And I remember listening in, uh, to a teaching one time that talked about that as your soul, and your soul starts to emerge over time. Mm. Wow. So when you sit and when you just let it be, and I think one of the problems uh, of, of um, you know, our culture today is a lot of times when we do sit and the things start to emerge, we don't like what comes out. Right. And so silence and solitude gives us a, a unique opportunity to deal with that. What are the things that surface? What are the things that come out? And, and so when we, when we can sit in that, let the space remain, See the things that are great and celebrate. See the things that aren't. And remember and confess and spend time with the Father. He'll deal with those things. Mm -hmm. He always does. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, you know, that's the, I, I think, at the crux of it, the importance of creating space for that kind of time. Wow. When the things emerge, we deal with them. Mm -hmm. I don't even know in, in, in my life of, of, I'm very driven by nature and strong and stubborn. Taylor would definitely confirm that <laughs> with you guys. But, but honestly, I, I, I can look back on my life and my journey of even following Jesus where it's like, I want to be like, I read five chapters of the Bible. I did this, did mm. this. And it's like, Achievement. I, I get teased now by Taylor of, I drive slower. I, I, I literally can't remember the last time I turned my radio on because like I prioritize those moments in my car of just stillness and being alone with my thoughts and, and pausing and reflecting. And even like on, on my Sabbath, I'll, I'll be so intentional of how low can I keep my screen time or, or turn my phone off and not take it to dinner and because we, we, don't, we don't have times of boredom and space because we just fill it because we have access to what is amazing technology but so often interrupts everything. Yep. And, and so we have to learn these moments of how can we slow down our soul, 
And be, I think you raise a really good point because we're scared of the thoughts that come in silence. And, and we start to see, oh, I'm a little bit unhealthy in this right. area. And there's a little bit of anxiety and stress and worry here. But mm -hmm. as these things come to light, we bring, we bring them before God and we start to align our thoughts with Him and breathe and meditate on the way in which He thinks. And out of that, we start to get health in, in the way in which we're going. Mm. So, mm. I, th I think as well, what's cool is you just brought this up. Like you're doing this in your car. Right, there's not, because you don't have to be an outdoorsman as right. you are. That's exactly right. Skinny jean city boys over here. Just I'd be nervous in the woods. You'd be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> not used to it, are you? But th but there's something about saying, okay, well that works for me. That works for my temperament. I'm going to set myself up to mm -hmm. win in that. But also, I'm going to turn the radio off in my car. If I'm sharing a dorm room because I'm on a college campus, I'm going to take a a walk around the city when it's maybe a little bit later or a bit earlier. I'm going to. I don't have to have a plot of land and a deer stand and be about that. Maybe it's the maybe it's the water, maybe it's the mountains, maybe it's the car, maybe it's just being in a city where no one knows you and you're just walking with no sort of place to go or, mm -hmm. or any of that sort of stuff. I've, I've, this isn't a temperament thing, this isn't a season of life thing, this is actually a very, very spiritual thing and God wants to meet you in the context with which yeah. you're set it's, up to. It's making time yep. because mm -hmm. it, even for me, every, every Saturday you usually find me down at the Anmed walking track with, with no headphones in yep. and, and I laugh to myself that this is little Anderson where I go for a little walk around on this track. Mm -hmm. um, but, but those are some of the most cherished times because it's like I don't have these voices, these other things and just thinking and dwelling and just enjoying like it's like I'm going for a walk with God yep. and I think so often people get in their mind like yep. I have to do 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 it's like no enjoy and be with God um, and so yeah it's 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 encouraging and so Jason I would love to, for you to speak to even is there any more practical encouragements that you give to even a, a young adult who's listening is like okay that sounds really nice right. yeah. but I have literally no idea where to start or what to do yeah I think you just mentioned a great one uh, is that track and amen. What happens in your own brain when you're doing that is you're, it's remembering how to hear. Mm -hmm. And when there's so much input, it's not hearing, you know, and that could be, and I don't mean just, you know, audible, I just mean all the inputs of life. And so when you create space for that, your physical body has to adjust. And that adjustment is what causes you when you do go back home. You know, I'm sure there's been some times where Taylor goes, oh, I like, I like you today. Like, Hopefully. look at this. You know, there's, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. You know, so, mm. because you're, you, you may come back in a bit different because your body has remembered what to do wow. and how to actually operate. Mm -hmm. uh, one small thing that I'll suggest is a uh, practical way to, to start for the person who may be thinking, you may be going, listen, I have all these things going on. Well, most people carry these. Don't take it to the bathroom with you. Mm. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> it's real. I mean, as, as easy as that is, mm -hmm. I mean, just the suggestion of not carrying your phone wow. to the bathroom yeah. for a lot of people makes you, ah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I've got to have it's it rolling with time. me. Scrolling time. So real. Wow. So just offer that as a suggestion. Try that for a week. Huh. When you go, leave it in a different room mm -hmm. and, and see also what kind of uh, reaction that causes internally from the suggestion of doing that. Mm. And just That's the, great. just, that may be a bit telling in itself, you know, of, of just time mm -hmm. without the input, without the, the potential of not seeing or not missing or not, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. That's good. Were there any moments kind of where you, maybe a singular moment, maybe on a particular trip or whatever, where you thought, no, I'm going to commit to this thing because it makes my life better? Like, was there a, 
a, a switch that clicked or a moment that you came back and thought, no, this has changed me and I'm going to make sure this is my life's about this? Yeah, I had the joy to go on a sabbatical mm. uh, three years ago. And I drove out west. I had five weeks off. I moved my email app on my phone all the way to the back, you know, set the responder. And it, it was just a, a, a gift of a block of time. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that time changed me. I, I went out west uh, by myself for a couple of weeks. My family flew out for a week, too, so I got some time with them. But that time I camped. I spent lots of time outdoors, mm-hmm. did some climbing, and just had some space. Mm-hmm. And just... Um, I, I think that, that trip for me was the one that goes, I don't want to live any other way. Wow. I can still be back in Anderson doing the things that I do and be there. can still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took that, that trip as a reminder for me of, no, this is the way to live right here, mm-hmm. is in that um, and just creating space on a, on a regular basis for it. So. It's, it's, it's powerful when you think about this idea of solitude and silence, that it's like engagement with God. And I think it's, it's important to make a differentiation that we're not speaking about isolation and just getting away That's and great. being in a scary, isolated pocket. That's good. Silence and solitude is a beautiful thing that Jesus modeled. You go and read Luke 5 where it says Jesus withdrew off and that this was a part of his daily rhythm, that he would be in community and he would go and make time to be with the Father, but he would also go back to community. And I think it's important for young adults to hear because I have multiple conversations with people who's like, I'm having this revelation around rest or these things and or whatever. And it's like, I'm going to go away or I'm not going to go serve at Fuse or do these things. Right. It's like, no, like we're in community. Like yes. this is not a fake conversation. Yes. Like you're, I've been to your house many times yep. and we, live, do, we are in community, but also we have these times of silence and yep. solitude yep. to meet with God. Um, and so, Jason, I would even love to hear from you if, if you were to be looking at, at yourself as a young 24-year-old man who's mm. building church and seeing God yep. do all these mighty things, what were some of those encouragements you would say to yourself um, in, in the lessons you've learned in, in the man you are today? I would, say, I would say keep spending time with the Lord. Keep doing that. Keep uh, prioritizing the blocks of time that are available in your day. Mm. And I would say... Um, Jason, there was probably some times that you uh, did some things and prioritized some times in your schedule that you probably shouldn't have and used those times for quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, may, may have saved me from saying the wrong thing in, in the, the wrong conversation over, over the years or, or some opportunities like that. Um, but I think making sure that, um, that I remembered that... Uh, um, God always covers the gaps. He always gives grace in the mistakes and the errors mm-hmm. and that learning is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so just trying the different things. Mm-hmm. What, what, what encouragement, Finn, would you even have for anyone? I, I think particularly with you of, of, I've even had feedback to the round table we've done around prayer and people were so encouraged by just hearing your, your behind the scenes, how you do this. Is there any more practical ways in which you're modeling this that you would love to just encourage people? Sure. Uh, I'll go back to my point, like, do it in the context you're doing it. Mm. So if you're in the upstate, like, we have beautiful North Carolinas next to us, all that sort of stuff, just go for a drive. Drive somewhere, get a coffee when you get there, be on your own there, drive back. Make the most of that. Make that your day. And here's the other thing that's so difficult for young adults. Don't post it. Don't put it on social media. Don't find them, like, don't tell everyone that you're doing solitude because there's something beautiful about intimacy with God that just stays very secret and very private and very hidden. Like there's some things within couples you don't broadcast to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really essential that you need to build up a life with God that's completely hidden. And that both looks like extended times of solitude, going on a sabbatical, 
vacation where you just wander off with God and then building that into your Saturdays, your Sunday afternoons, the, the evenings that you have off and don't let anyone know about it. Like don't broadcast it, don't try and share your lesson from it the moment it happens, just be in it. Let things stew and marinate in your life and I think that's the way you carry the, the, the blessedness of silence and solitude back into your life with God and let, let other people come to you and say, hey, there's something different about you. Don't force it on the world. There's something beautiful yeah. about, about that of like, if, if I'm coming to you and I wanna get some wisdom from Jason, but I'm gonna run and go, it's like, no, like, can you, a beautiful thing about relationships, can you sit, can you enjoy each other's company? And, and I think I have conversations often with college students who's like, okay, I've been told I gotta read my Bible in the morning and go. It's like, okay, that's beautiful. Like, we wanna be in scripture, but also like, how's your soul? Like, can, mm-hmm. you, can you sit with God and enjoy him? Um, in that. Yeah, I, I remember, um, that's just, it just comes to mind. I, <laughs> I was in a band in high school. Okay. Yeah, y'all didn't know that about myself. And, uh, and my brother, we, we were in a band. And you were I, drum away. I was the drummer. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, I, I remember the first on, time look. we went, uh, the first and only time we went to a recording studio. <laughs> and um, so I went back in this recording studio, walked in, and there's a little room where the drum set was. And I walked in and closed the door in this little enclosure, and it was eerie. Yeah. I mean, it was thick. Yeah. The silence is thick. If you've ever experienced mm-hmm. anything like that, going into a, a room or a, a fully soundproof mm-hmm. space with nothing, and you close the door and you're, it's just. There's a weight to it, isn't there? There's a feeling. Yeah. And so when you're, you're talking about this, uh, the time with the Lord and the space and just being there and receiving, it takes time. Mm. And if the time is a little block of time in the morning, if all you can squeeze in is a, you know, a few minutes of something, it just, it still takes time to get there, but you can get there. Yeah. And as you practice it, you can learn where that is. And then when that, that silence is so thick, that still small voice, the whisper of God's voice is what comes through. Yeah. There's, there's a reason that the Spirit of, Spirit of God's name in Hebrew is breath, wind, mm-hmm. because the, the Spirit comes out. God loves to come and reveal himself, like you said, in the still small voice. When you can, when you're breathing and God's breathing start to become in harmony in one, I think there's just, I would quite like to leave this round table and have some <laughs> silence now. But there's something about that that's so life-giving yeah. if you'll prioritize it. Yep. And so, some of the, um, you know, the pastors that I look up to and, and listen to and hear from, I know I've heard before from numerous folks uh, that, <clears throat> that even in the moments of their greatest spots in ministry, the, they could still recognize the still small voice, mm-hmm. and that's where the that's where the the miracles come. Mm-hmm. That's where it's the, the action and the yes. the words come in the middle of the the. It comes from that, mm-hmm. and so learning and having the space to hear that, and when it comes, then you, the opportunities will come. And you, it's there yeah. Yeah. versus trying to seek it out in a way that you conjure it up and then it's not actually it. It's mm-hmm. powerful. It's important even to speak to the fact that. If this is not a part of your daily, daily life or habits, that it's totally okay if, if it's three times a week, you're gonna yeah. set a 15 minute block where yep. you're gonna turn your phone off, you're gonna sit, maybe light a candle like Finn or whatever, whatever it may be, and, and just be in pause mm-hmm. and reflect mm-hmm. and think and, and let some of the, the anxiety and the worry come to light and give it before God and reflect on how he thinks. Or maybe it's reading a psalm and just right. wrestling through that and pausing. and. And let, if once you do that, you feel comfortable. Maybe there's an hour where you can set it, and just knowing that this grows over a period of time, and it's not just going to happen um, in a moment. So yeah, that's great. Um, we're, we're we're about to bring out bring our time time to a close, and so 
I just want to take a few more moments to dive deeply. Is there any last practical final stirring that you guys want to give that you feel like could be helpful tools and encouragement to people leaning into this conversation? I would say it, it is possible for every human being. Mm-hmm. It is possible. God created us with this in mind, just to spend time with him. And, and so um, I would just encourage everybody, give it a try. Yep. Give, give it a try. Circle out some time and, and, uh, and create space for it and, and enjoy him in it. Yeah, that's exactly the same. You start. Just start. Mm-hmm. You can figure out the ins and outs of it. You can build up to a longer life of it. But if you don't start, you'll never do it. Mm-hmm. And you have to begin somewhere. And so that would be my encouragement for sure for young adults mm-hmm. is just begin where you are, with who you are, with the temperament that you have and the tools that God's given in you in life. Just Great. begin today. It's powerful. Something that has become blatantly obvious to me since becoming a dad is how important time with Taylor as my wife mm. has to be, and I have to protect that time. That there was a period of time where we noticed, like, we're not going on date nights as frequently as we as we used to be, and we're just so focused on this kid that that we're missing us. And I think like God's been kind of using that as an example of, of even um, I have to prioritize my time with God. That, that, that this is not out of a religious obligation, but it's a beautiful thing to meet with God. And so I would just encourage even anyone who's leaning into this conversation is that there's a beautiful opportunity at hand to meet with God. Yep. And it's not you trying to clean yourself up and put on the suit and tie and be like, God, I'm here, but he wants to meet us in our mess and our hardship and all these things yep. and sit with us and enjoy our company um, and, and just be with him. And yep. ultimately, as we do that, we're going to become to look more like him and act more like yep. him. And that's the beautiful thing of making that's time great. for silence and solitude. So, Jason, while we've got you, I, I, I want to give you one last opportunity to any rev of the engine just to rally to the young adults who are leaning <laughs> in, any pearls of wisdom that yep. you want to give us, anything, um, and then we'll bring our time I, to a close. Just, I love rally, and I'm so grateful. What God is doing, uh, I feel this, this stirring of actually seeing things begin to, uh, to emerge and come to life have been prayed for for 20-plus years. Wow. And so you guys keep doing it. Uh, you're actually building on a foundation that has been laid, mm-hmm. and some folks who helped to lay the foundation Legacy. can see it. That's amazing. So keep going. We love you guys. It's amazing. It's amazing. Would you Would you pray for everyone as as we bring our time to a close? I'd be honored to. Let's do it. Father, thank you for what you're doing. God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. And God, we ask for we ask for more of it. God, I ask for more of it for. Uh, for the young adults in this church. God, that your grace would flood every room, that your grace would flood every conversation, and that, God, you would, um, you would take uh, work that's been done for a long time, that you would continue pushing it forward, God. You're doing it. You're doing a new thing. We do perceive it. God, there's, there's thousands of people who perceive the work that you're doing. And so, God, we're just humbled to, to be a part and to still be a part. But we love you, and we're grateful. And so we ask all of this in the name of Jesus, who's given us such authority to, to declare these things. We love you, Lord. And then we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing.